What is happening this draft week, good people? This is Locked On Jaguars. How do we get from talking about the process to focusing on the progress that the Jaguars make? I'll tell you all today here on Locked On Jaguars on a Monday. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, good folks? Thank you for joining Locked On Jaguars today, making us your first listen, as always, because it's your team every day and we are free on all platforms. We have a good show for you today, and I hope you guys are ready to get ready for the draft on Thursday. I got to let you guys know that today's show is, of course, brought to you by Bet Online. Today's episode, of course. It's brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm glad y'all start here with me every day. A little lunchtime edition again today. Uh, letting the news of the day sort of permeate and, and hit all over the internet and out of market interviews today. And everyone wants to ask, ask the same question Who are they going to take? Who are the Jags going to take? Who are they going to take? Uh, I don't really know, uh, to be honest with you. I have an idea who they should take uh, versus uh, what they're actually going to do. And we hear the rumors coming up. By the way, I'm not one of those people that's going to get frustrated at the rumors, okay? Because the reason why I'm not going to get frustrated is because ain't nobody asking us to keep asking these questions. We're doing it because we're inquisitive and we and we want to know, right? Nobody's begging us to, 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 if I'm working at that building, I'm not begging anybody to, to keep speculating about what we're going to do. And the fact that we have to keep speculating about what they're going to do tells you that somebody's doing their job because we're not supposed to know what they're going to do, especially when it's a no brainer situation with four prospects. We assume those prospects are Aiden Hutchinson, the edge from Michigan, uh, Trayvon Walker from Georgia, uh, Evan Neal from Alabama and Ike Mikwanu from NC State. We assume that that's who it is. I'm on. I'm on a. Uh, if, if I had to bet my mortgage on that, that's what I'd say. That those are the guys that everyone is looking at at the top of the draft, or Jacksonville is looking at at the top of the draft. Then I get these other people, and and so the 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 crux of the show is to get away, start getting away from the process, and start focusing on progress. So I'm going to tell you what exactly that means. But I'm setting this up because I'm letting you know what everybody's talking about and what everybody's going through. This frustration, folks are absolutely exhausted, right? And all of the people that are exhausted, most of them are exhausting each other, all right? And some of y'all probably tired of me, and I get it. I ain't going to say it, but hypothetically, there's a situation where I could be tired of y'all too, right? But it's the nature of the business, and it happens every single year. So one of the things that I try to tell folks is the reason why I think the way I do, and I've gotten to this point after doing this for probably 40-some-odd years of trying to figure out what these guys are going to do, and the most picks I've ever gotten correct in a 32-round draft is eight. And I've been doing this since I was a little boy. The lessons that I've learned hasn't really helped me get more of them right but what it has taught me is this whatever you thinking uh 
you either looking through the wrong lens or you're standing on the wrong hill and you have a perspective that does not fit what actually is going to happen. And the reason why is because you and everybody that you keep tweeting and talking back and forth to don't have a job in that business. Anyone that I talk to that can give me any sort of insight and shed light on what's going on used to have a job in that business. They, they're not currently, they can tell you why things are and how people think and how you go through it and what are you supposed to look for. Like my boy, he's out there, he's recruiting right now in the SEC, you know, one of them. And, and my other partner, he's working with another team, but so you don't tell me anything. But the one thing they will give you an idea of is, look, man, it all, it, you don't know what they're thinking about what they have on their own team right now. And you don't know what they're thinking about such and such as contract for the next year or two. And, 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 and they're not going to tell you because they'd lose their job if it actually got out. And some of the times when we see, we do see people with all of this information, it's bogus. It's bad information because sometimes people feed them things that they want them to say, and those people bite and they do it. Not, and it's not anything like out of character or anything like that. They actually think that, this is the way people are thinking. And that might be a part of the way that people are thinking. And they might want it out there because they want people to know that they're thinking it. And then all of a sudden, they do something else. I know players that have said that teams promised them that they'd be picked at a certain spot if they were available. Um, I know a real good NBA story. i got a personal friend of mine that told me. And then the team called him and told him at the last minute why they weren't taking him. But back to the NFL, guys – I mean, talking about pick five, Jalen Ramsey said it recently on a podcast. Jalen Ramsey said that he was told that Dallas was going to take him at number four, regardless of the situation. They took Zeke. It happens. All right. So unless you're a fly on the wall in those rooms, you don't know what's going on. And folks are getting upset with this process, but the people who are actually making the pick, the 32 groups of folks, that actually work for the teams, they ain't talking to nobody. So why are we angry? We are angry because we are in love with this process and uh, it's hard to figure out. It's like a wordle that lasts for six months. Okay, it's like a Rubik's Cube and we're all drunk trying to fix a Rubik's Cube, right? That's what we are. We are actually intoxicated with things that most of us, and I said us, not you, absolutely don't have one damn clue of what these people are really thinking i said all of that and it was a big run on and there wasn't there wasn't a, a good punctu punctuation there wasn't no commas there wasn't no periods it was 64 bars of straight freestyling to to prove a point to you my last seven minute rant is exactly what we have done to ourselves it can be fun until it's not, right? But we all have to admit, we do not know what's going to happen. Not only do we not know what's going to happen, we can use our experience to try to uh, guess what's going to happen. And a bigger part of this is this. We all really don't know whether these guys are going to be good or not. And I have told folks, Watch out for these two things. Watch out for the paralysis by analysis and the exhaustion that comes around and comes along 
about that comes from talking to people about this that don't know what's going on okay that's one thing the other thing is just because the draft board goes a certain way do yourself a favor go look at the draft history in the first and second round over the last 10 years tell me which one of those comes close to how good those players actually are in the nfl so we argue about the process but the process doesn't really have much to do with the result and it's not very accurate if you batting 20 percent 200 on knowing who's going to be good and who who isn't you're doing a good job so that's like 80 percent of the time you're probably wrong about who's going to be better than who correct correct so you just don't know year to year the fun part is is trying to figure it out and then waiting on draft night i think we've gotten to the point though with this process that what we're doing is we're exhausting each other before the draft and then after the draft happens we're just going to point that finger at whoever didn't do what we thought they were going to do and they're going to be wrong and they're going to be wrong and they're going to be wrong when really there's no right and wrong because here's here's what happens you won't know right and wrong until the results come out until these guys have played for two years right and wrong is not going to be based on I just want to know this. What do you consider right? What somebody on TV told you who doesn't have a, what some blog or some site or the Locked on Jaguars podcast told you was supposed to happen? See, we're basing something on right and wrong based on we're coming from a baseline that we already think because of what we've heard that this is how folks feel and this is the right thing to do. It's not written in the law that Aiden Hutchinson or, or Thibodeau or anybody else is the number one pick in the draft. But somehow that's going to be the thing that we measure the results by on Thursday. And I'm telling you, you are literally causing a headache for yourself. You know when we're going to find out what people thought this whole time? Thursday night. That's going to be the truth. It's not going to be the sneaky little stuff that they put out and the info that they leak. It's not going to be something that I guessed. It's not going to be something that you read online. You know, what's going to be the truth. Whatever happens Thursday is what they have been feeling and what they knew. And it always looks different than the two or three months that we were thinking that it was one way and it wasn't. So screw this whole process because that's going to be what it's going to be. We want progress. The Jaguar fan base is sick and tired of sitting in this same place every single year. And you know where we're trying to build? We're trying to build on the stage where they say take baby steps. Because you're so bad, you got to take baby steps first. We don't wore those little stride right shoes straight out. They ain't got no more tread underneath them. We want bigger steps. So at this point, next year, they're picking 12th or 13th and then the following year they're picking 19th or 21st the jaguar fans need to see progress that's why everyone's mad at each other that's why everyone's all hot and bothered and that's why i'm going to tell you exactly what we have to do to frame our mindset to start looking for progress and quit arguing about this process and then in segment three i'm going to tell you exactly what the realistic expectations are for us to actually get to that said progress that I actually mentioned. And I'm going to get into that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. 
after I tell you about AG1. What is AG1? Man, it is these, this drink that I've been taking. It's the green stuff. It is so good. And it is, it's got me energetic. I don't know if y'all can tell today, but I'm more energetic than I was because I actually left it somewhere and I, I put my car in the shop and I left it in, in my bag and I wasn't on it until I got my car back today. And now I'm right back to being my perky old self because I'm getting 75, 75 vitamins. I'm getting source superfoods. I'm getting probiotics and adaptogens. I'm getting all of the things I need in one drink because I take a delicious scoop of AG1 and I mix it in the morning and I drink it and my focus goes up. My energy level goes up benefit in a lot of other ways too it's a family show i'm not going to tell you about those things and i personally consume it because i actually need a boost man and i'm not disciplined enough to take all these vitamins early in the morning so i'm drinking this stuff and i'm getting all those high quality vitamins and just the fact that i've had some gut health recently and it's really really helping me through those things now listen right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. I'm going to make it easy for you. Athletic Greens, that's where you get this, AG1. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we thank you for joining us here on Locked on Jaguars, making us your first listen of the day. It's your team every day. Who are they going to take? Who are they going to take? I know your head's about to pop because you're at the point where you're just ready for them to take someone successful so i'm gonna give you this little tidbit i've tweeted this out this morning i don't think they're gonna if it's the four guys that they mentioned i don't think they're gonna mess it up because i actually think all of those guys will be productive nfl players i actually think all of those guys will uh have a, a modicum of success in the nfl because they're built that way um my only question was are they going to maximize it and they don't want to be in this position anymore I think somebody mentioned it the other day. I think Doug Peterson, hopefully we ain't picking here, either Peterson or uh, Trent Baalke, that they don't want to be in this position anymore. And rightfully so, because that means they're not making process progress. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about making progress. Which one, which guy can make this team make more progress quicker or make the road to progress a smoother road? There's a lot to be desired about a lot of people. There's rumors that they, they're really working hard. I think Tony Pauline reported that they're really working hard to get close to signing Cam Robinson to a contract extension. Well, if that's the case, Evan Neal or Ike McQuana will either play left guard or right tackle because the other positions are, are pretty much uh, accounted for, or, you know, with Brandon Scherf and probably Tyler Shatley or whoever else they might get in the draft. So my thing is having that extra person on the offensive line that is scheme versatile, which Doug Peterson has said is really, really important, but just very good at his job, big and physical. It'll give you something that you can, you can tangibly imagine how having that good offensive line helps your quarterback. But then on the other side, you're trying to get past first base. They haven't decided. In fact, it's 
to steal Demetrius Harvey, who was my guest last week, to steal what he said. It's alarming that they haven't decided yet on Josh Allen's fifth-year option, but maybe it shouldn't be alarming. Maybe it should be one of those things where it's telling because that tells you that they don't believe, and, and this is what I've heard, that they don't really believe that Josh Allen is one is an alpha like 1A, that he needs a guy on the other side, which lends you to why they're even giving consideration to uh, an offensive lineman at this point that they need a guy who's on the other side. Now you have to ask yourself, is either one of those guys better than Josh Allen potentially to be the one so he can be the two? And then do you decide to pay? Is Josh Allen going to let you pay him as a second pass rusher? No, he's going to want to be paid like a top pass rusher. So uh, maybe they're leaving their options open uh, with his fifth fifth year option uh, and making the decision when they actually have to make it. And, uh, try to at some point move him if they don't want to pay him. But at some point you're going to see progress and you need to see progress. This team is going to be better because Doug Peterson, I believe is the best coach they've had in a long time. As long as I can remember, in my opinion, the guy's proven himself. He's won a super bowl. So they are inherently just going to get better because of him. They're going to get better because they now have a quarterback who's now insulated by other people who can make good decisions at the quarterback positions. So, That means as the team gets better, regardless if they get the absolute best player in the draft at number one, which is the goal, it's still going to be viewed as successful as long as that player that they take is decent and as long as that player that they take is productive. And if you match that production with not just being a flat-out bust like we've had here in the past, but if you match a modicum of production with the fact that a team looks like they're ascending – because of Peterson, because of the staff, because of Trevor, because of the rest of the team, they're going to be viewed as someone who is who, who was worth it as a draft pick. You know, they're going to be looked at, okay, it ain't bad, you know. Even if another guy, if they don't take Trevon Walker and at some point he goes to the pros and he turns out to be Javon Kirst. And folks, you know, I said that to somebody and they were like, oh, no, nah, I don't see that. You didn't see Javon Kirsch at Florida before he was drafted by the Titans. The Titans were a good team and they got Javon Kirsch because Javon Kirsch got picked late. Javon Kirsch was a better pro than he was in college. So my point is, is this, maybe not looking the same, maybe not being the same. The only way there's a regret is if Trevon Lawrence does what Michael Parsons did with a few, uh, with, with, with a minimum amount of, college statistical production and gets to the league or Javon curse and gets to the league and just blows up like nitro. Right. And then your guy is okay. Not quite as good. And then the team doesn't win. That's when your problems really come, come out. It won't be if your guy is decent, pretty good. And the team starts winning, right. They'll be satisfied. People about, I'm going to give you a perfect example of what I mean. And this is where we have to focus on the progress that the team makes as opposed to the process of who to pick. Last year, everybody and their brother said, how could you not protect Joe Burrow? And how could you not take the offensive tackle, Pinay Sewell? How could you not do that? Are you crazy? And then Jamar Chase starts dropping balls in the preseason. And folks still said it. And then on opening day, Jamar Chase caught his first nine route for a touchdown 
And then Jamar Chase looks like the guy that won a Belichick award at LSU for the for the duration of the regular season. All of that chatter about Panay Sewell went away. Went away. Went away. Chase makes all pro. Chase wins rookie of the year. Chase has a real good performance in the playoffs. Chase does well. Then in the Super Bowl, when Joe Burrow started getting sacked, and he got sacked to end the game, and he was running for his life in the second half, here come the people talking about, yep, if you took Panay Sewell, it wouldn't happen. That is inevitably what is going to happen. Whatever you're having success as team success or individual success, they're going to give credit to the team for picking you. Whenever the lack of success shows up in an area where you did not go and get the help and instead you got a wide receiver like in the Super Bowl. Oh, they really could have used Panay Sewell in the Super Bowl. You ever think they wouldn't be in the Super Bowl had they taken Panay Sewell? This is what I mean about progress. The amount of progress that this team makes and how quickly that they make it will make whoever they pick in this draft null and void as long as the team gets better. So who's going to make this team better? Does it matter if they make them better quicker or does it matter if they make them better for a longer period of time? That's a good question. And I don't think it's like binary. I hope I use that word correctly. I don't think it's either or. I think it could be absolutely both. And I'll tell you exactly what I mean by that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. After I let you guys know about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best taste of protein bar ever. And you guys know I believe that because I'm always talking about it. And you guys know I put my hand up to my ear and say, what's my favorite built Bar? And it should be a large chant that says salted caramel because it is. Now, I dibble and dab for a minute over there hanging out with the puffs and hanging out with that banana cream pie and that coconut marshmallow because it is absolutely delicious because it's also covered with 100% chocolate and the macros don't lie. Low calories, low carbs, low sugar, and power packed with protein. Both are puffs and the built bar you need to find your favorite by going to built.com and entering the promo code lock 15 and you're going to get 15 percent off your next order of built bars it's built.com promo code is lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your next order of built bars also go to at bar underscore built for any breaking news that you're going to get about any special things and events going on with built bar make sure you check them out all right, man, it's Tony Wiggins here. I'm just letting you guys know that we have an entire, entirely busy schedule for you guys this week, man. And you're really, really gonna enjoy our schedule. We we have the locked on the ultimate uh mock draft with locked on uh, host and Odyssey. That is running wild right now, wherever you get your podcast on the locked on NFL podcast. It is absolutely tremendous. And then this Thursday, for the first time ever, Locked On is hosting a live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team, experts, and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time, and it all starts Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m., available on the Locked On NFL on YouTube and on the Odyssey app. All right. Who's better for the process? Um, I don't think that we can sit here and keep talking about potential and 
think that that means that we don't think Aiden Hutchinson has potential. I don't think we can keep talking about projection without explaining the fact that when we talk about projection, we're not talking about five years from now. We're talking about projection in terms of asking people to do things that you didn't necessarily see them do because of their scheme. I don't think it's fair for us to pretend that Aiden Hutchinson's three cone and his, 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 his 10 yards and, and his 40 time and, and his workouts and his measurables aren't very, very impressive, just like Trayvon Walker's are. I also don't think we can pretend that they were asked to do the same thing in college. And basically what I mean by that is scouts said this, and this is what I have two people say. They said it almost similar. I can't remember, but in a nutshell, they said, if you ain't projecting, you ain't scouting because that's what it is. One guy said it's 95.5% of what you do. You project. Now that doesn't mean looking down the road. Of course that has something to do with it, but it does mean getting the guy that you believe in based on the things that you think are important. And the only thing that I can really tell you physically about Aiden that people talk about is his lack of arm length, as opposed to this uh, walkzilla who has the long arms. Also both are sudden in different ways. Aiden Hutchinson is sudden in the form of he gets off the ball really, really fast. And he's always, he always seems like he's, he's fighting to get to the quarterback. It's like perpetual motion, right? Well, Walker kind of comes off, makes contact, seems like he's going to bully the dude. But then, and not necessarily when he disengages, but when a play runs away from him, he pops off the screen. It's like he catches people when he's not supposed to. So he does these things that he's not supposed to do. In terms of the two linemen, Eichelm is just so energetic. And he, he looks like he he's fighting the whole time. And it looks like your quickness ain't going to bother him. And it looks like he it, it almost appears with Icom. You just wait till I really learn how to play this position. I'm going to dominate y'all. That's what it appears with him. Now, with Neil, it's the total opposite. With Neil, it looks like I've been doing this my whole life. I ain't no rookie. And the one thing I can tell you is, I hear some criticism at Alabama. They say, I want a guy that's been a left tackle the whole time. I don't want a guy that moved, that's moved around. I want to tell you why that sounds crazy to me. It's because most of the time when there's a guy who is an upperclassman, who's an NFL draft pick, and you come into a college, you're not playing at all. You're waiting. Well, I'm just a left tackle, so you know what I'm going to do, Alabama? Uh, I'm not playing. I'm not willing to play anywhere else. I'm just going to wait on Alex Leatherwood to get drafted. and then. I'll plug in. Or you could look at it this way. He was so good that instead of him just letting him sit on the bench waiting for Alex Leatherwood to graduate, they put him somewhere else and say, we're going to use you over here until he's finished. And now we're going to use you over here until he's finished. Because before Leatherwood, there was another guy there. Kid that got drafted in Cleveland. There's always a dude at Alabama. And so you, you criticize a kid that found his way or he was so good they could not leave him on the bench. And we kind of some sort of way because we get all processed out, over-processed, if you will. That's when your hair gets too straight from chemicals. You're over-processed and it starts breaking off because 
you absolutely look at something that's a strength like it's a weakness. That is not a part of what these scouts are going to do. That is not a part of the decision-making process. I think at some point they're going to realize that they can't go wrong and Trent's going to take the advice of Doug Peterson and he's not going to overthink it. And he's just going to do what it is he's going to do. That's what it is. And who do I think helps the team best long-term? I think it's Evan Neal. And the reason why is because I just see this scenario where you get your offensive line straight, even if you work out a long-term deal with Cam, you just get your offensive line straight to protect your quarterback, and you're good for a long time. Who do I think would help them right away? Probably either one of the the the, the ends, either one, and I don't know how they're going to use them. I think I have an idea how they would use Hutchinson. I think if they got Walker, they would change what they do to suit him, and, and that – you can look at that whether that's a plus or a minus, but for me it's a, it's a plus because I know everybody keeps hitting me up saying it sounds like I like Walker a lot more. I like Walker, and when I watch their tape, I see both. I see good in both. I see something that scares me a little bit in Hutchinson that that does not scare me in Walker. I think Hutchinson in college made more plays. I think he also made more bad plays. If you come to my office, I sit and show them to you. I just didn't see Teron Walker make bad plays. And another thing that bewilders me is that, well, he ain't that good. He was surrounded by all of those people. Yeah. You can say that about all those Georgia Bulldogs, though. Well, they ain't that good. They were surrounded by everybody else. That's what makes this process so hard, and that's why I'm just waiting to focus on the progress of the team. And my good news for you today is, Whichever four guys they pick, I think they're going to be okay because I think the team is going to progress to the point where you won't even – you won't fret the fact that one guy may not be better than the other. That's just what I think is going to happen, and we'll have to see. If you want more information on these prospects, go to Locked On NFL Draft where my boy Croc, Eric Crocker, and Ryan Tracy, they break it down to you uh, and give it to you every single – you know, Monday through Friday, just like me, you can check on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Remember, our special – is uh coming on the locked on nfl show on thursday and also you can check out the ultimate mock draft with odyssey and the locked on network it is coming out daily on the locked on nfl draft podcast um stream wherever you get your podcast all right man y'all make sure y'all check us out stay in tune with us and uh don't kick each other in the teeth over this process man because whoever they take we're all in a banding together and root for them anyway until next time you guys take care of each other and we'll see you tomorrow okay this is what i'm gonna do i gotta let you guys know tomorrow i'm gonna go and probably list i ain't gonna say probably i know i'm gonna list the wide receivers i'm, I'm gonna tell you why i don't think they're really really going with a wide receiver early but i'm also gonna tell you exactly if they did who I think they go for and why and how he makes this team so much better. So I'll hit the wide receivers up tomorrow and try to hit a different position group for you every single day this week until we get to the draft on Thursday. Until then, you guys, take care of each other. I'll see you next time.